0: a, a room and illegal to pump your own gas in Oregon. And that was something that I was really curious about. Feeding the monkey is a term that we use to describe those strange ADHD thoughts that you start to take over your concentration when you should be paying attention to something that's really important. Hello, and welcome to Feeding the Monkey. My name is Judy Chesley, and I am your host slash wonderer. Today, we are going to look at two burning questions. Number one, when did humans decide to eat eggs? And number two, why do the Scots wear tartans? So, why do people eat eggs? When did they start doing that? Pretending you're out walking and you see the neighbor's dog squat down and produce uh, something. At what point do you think, oh, hey, I should eat that? Well, this apparently was done with eggs. Um, the answer to when was it first done, who was the first person to eat eggs? The answer is nobody really knows. Domesticated fowl were found in India by around 3,200 B.C. That's 3,200 years before the current era. Records from China and Egypt show that there were uh, eggs that had been, there were chickens that had been domesticated uh, and were laying eggs for human consumption around 1,400 B.C., And there is actually archaeological evidence for egg consumption dating all the way back to the Neolithic age. Uh, The Romans found egg-laying hens in England, Gaul, and Germany. The first domesticated fowl reached North America in 1493. Um, In historical times, excuse my um there, ancient Romans ate peafowl eggs. Yeah, like peacocks and peafowl, you know, with the fancy... So they had the fancy butts with the eggs pouring out of them. Uh, The Chinese, on the other hand, liked pigeon eggs. Jungle fowl were the base model, I guess you would call it, for modern-day chickens. They were what modern-day chickens are descended from. Um, Oh, and the Phoenicians liked to eat ostrich eggs. Galatius in 25 BC was a uh, famous Roman writer, and what he did was he liked to cook, and he liked to bake, and he liked to write about cooking and baking. I guess you would say he was the Roman version of Julia Child. He invented baked custard, which he made with milk, honey, and eggs beaten and cooked in an earthenware dish. I'm doing air quotes here, on gentle heat. Eggs uh, really made their way into the kitchen with Apicius, who talks about them a lot in his book Ars Majorica, which is basically the world's first cookbook. So they've been beating eggs since 3,200 B.C., so that's more than 5,000 years ago. And nobody is really sure who first did it or why, but apparently they decided that birds were a good source of both meat and a renewable egg supply. So there you have it. Now everyone knows that the Scottish tartan is a symbol of clan. Much fewer people know that actually, up until recently, no, it was not. A tartan is a woven material, usually wool, With a striped pattern called a set And what happens is They make the set That goes along the warp Which is the up and down And along the woof Which is the side to side Then they reverse the set So you've got two lines of say blue And two lines of say beige And a woof of two lines of green Then you reverse it So you've got two lines of beige Two lines of blue, and then your two lines of green um, also do the same thing up and down. Uh, That's called a set, and that's the woven checkered pattern that is known as a tartan. Tartans have been described since 6 B.C., and an actual piece of tartan from the 3rd century A.D. has been found. It was being used as a stopper in a little bottle, and they found it in northern Scotland in the Highlands. In 1538, King James bought three L's of hayland tartan for his wife. That would be three lengths, probably somewhat similar to yards now, I would say. And hayland, of course, is highland tartan. The tartan was originally worn only in the highlands, and the people who lived in the other areas didn't have anything to do with them. A German woodcut from 1631 shows Scots wearing checkered kilts. So by 1631, the Germans have put, had put it out into a, a popular reprintable medium, a woodcut, showing the Scottish Highlanders wearing their kilts made out of tartans. Since dyeing wool was limited to materials at hand, different district weavers would have access to different colors. So what happened here is now you've got a district tartan that is distinctive to that area. If you don't have access to a plant that will produce a red dye, your tartan isn't going to have any red in it. If you live in an area that does have access to a plant that will make a red dye, then yours will. So your tartan will look different from the tartan made in the district where weavers didn't have access to red thread or red wool red wool thread. So, in 1819, William Wilson and Sons, this is a a weaver in London, produced a book called The Key Pattern Book. What they did in the Key Pattern Book was they assigned different colors of tartans to different clans. But there's no indication that any of these assigned tartans related to any clan before this book. So, basically, in 1819, William Wilson and Sons Invented the clan designations for each individual tartan. So now that's how the McDonald's know that they're supposed to be wearing the blue and the green and the beige. Up until then, there wasn't really any clan designation for the specific tartans other than the district tartan, which was not assigned by clan but simply happened because. That's where you happen to live. So, you happen to have that type. Sort of a, of a, a coincidence, I guess we would say. Um, other famous tartans Prince Albert of Albert Hall fame. And I have no idea how many holes it takes to fill the Albert Hall. I guess it would depend on the size of the holes. I'm actually going to say one. It takes one giant hole to fill the Albert Hall. Anyway. Prince Albert of Albert Hall fame designed the Balmoral Tartan. That was because he and Queen Victoria fell absolutely in love with Balmoral Castle in Scotland. They loved it and they wanted to be part of the Highlanders. The 1822 visit of King George IV to Edinburgh was when the Highland chiefs were persuaded to attend uh, these functions attired in clan tartans. So these would like be the first Highland games, we would call it. Almost overnight, tartan became popular, and the families who had never before worn tartan and further probably looked down on Highlanders because they're sheep herders. They're, They're not the fancy upper crust, pinky raised part of Scotland. Uh, they weren't. They were well liked and well admired. However, now that the clan chiefs have been seen wearing their specifically assigned clan tartans, uh, now the tartans are popular, and everybody wants to have a family tartan. This, along with Sir Walter Scott's romanticisms of tartan in his novels, aided the clan and the tartan to become synonymous. So, again, much like when do people first decide to eat eggs, nobody really knows when the Scots first decided to start weaving checkered patterns. They just have done so since the beginning of forever. Thank you again for listening. If you have an idea that you would like me to research, if you have a burning question that you really just need to know the answer to, Send it to me at judy, J-U-D-I, dot chesley, C-H-E-S-L-E-Y, at gmail.com. That's judy, with an I, dot chesley, at gmail.com. Next week's birding questions. What makes ice slick on top? Ice is slick on top. Ice sticks to the ground. It's probably a pretty easy explanation, but I don't understand why ice doesn't slide along the ground the same way that you slide along ice. What makes ice slick on top? Number two, what would happen if the sun disappeared? So those are next week's burning questions. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Judy Chesley, and again, show ideas, questions, judy.chesley at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.